happy Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, first, I want to announce a very special guest today. We have Elizabeth Johnson, the activist mommy. Yeah. Ooh, thank, thank you for you. being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, Glenn, what is your top story today? <sighs> mm. Mm. Uh, uh, probably Joe Biden. Thinking. All right. Okay. Mm okay. Stu? It's going to go generally with people creepily touching other women's random hair. <laughs> okay. <and> sniffing it. <laughs> Oh, man. Happy Monday, Elizabeth. <laughs> Sorry to be off topic. The day of mourning in Richmond, Virginia, this Saturday. All right. Uh, got a lot to get into. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. So, um, oh, Elizabeth knew I can show her. I always like it when new guests come and I get to show off my, my before pictures. Uh, I was... Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, I wish I got a reaction. <laughs> She's like... <gasps> Oh, gosh, that's you? Uh, so I lost a bunch of weight, uh, like 100 pounds 12 years ago, and, you know, it's hard to lose weight and then maintain. Um, so that is where a product called Ridizone can help those of you who are struggling to lose the extra weight. Uh, they've taken the good molecule in olive oil and put it into a capsule that has been shown to boost your metabolism and also help you feel full. I use it to maintain. It works beautifully. I use it every day, and we have gotten so much feedback from you guys out there, from the viewers that have tried it. They say it's working for them. Summer is around the corner. Now is the time to order Ridiazone.com. Go there now. You can use promo code THEBLAZE and you will get 30% off of a three-month supply. That is R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, promo code THEBLAZE. Uh, Glenn, mm, your, yes. your, your top story. I just think that there's a lot of people that think it's creepy mm -hmm. um, that a guy <laughs> would just, you know... Uh, <laughs> Oof. Uh, hang on just a second. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people would think it would be creepy that the president or a vice president or anybody would uh, play with a woman's <laughs> hair uh, uh, and, and think that's weird. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's a man of power, mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, yeah, I don't think that anybody should have a problem uh, with it. He's just, he just likes mm. that. Mm -hmm. And so do women, right? Yes, I do. I love that. <laughs> no. No. She loves that. She loves that. <laughs> Remember, no dating until you're at least 31. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say for future lawsuits, uh, <laughs> at no point did Glenn ask her permission. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Wait a minute. What? I was up. Hashtag me too. Hey, God bless you. Wow. <laughs> Quadruple pay for today. Hey, I looked at Kay uh, earlier and I was like, Kay, would you? And she's like, I'll take one for the team. I, might I just add about two seconds before we went live? So she didn't really have an yeah. option. Uh, it, it, I just, I find this um, a little like Michael Jackson. I find this as, you know, <laughs> there were some of us who were like, he's got an amusement park in the backyard. <laughs> this might be a sign that he's not safe with children. Uh, and everybody dismissed it because he was famous. Uh, and we're dismissing this one because we think, well, he's 78 or however old he is. Uh, and, and he's just Joe, and that's the way he is. And maybe he's just really friendly, and maybe nobody has told him that's the way, you know, you don't behave in society. No, I, I don't care what the excuses are. That's weird. <laughs> oh, my word. Personal space. That's probably not. Oh. 
Hey, you never know these days. Yeah, well, you know, mm -hmm. he's just, I love this one because this one says president. See, see right here, it's, he's a motorcycle guy. <laughs> Look president at the man to the right. Troll. Yeah. yeah. His jacket says President Troll. <laughs> you, they're not happy. Look at neither of them. They, no, both the guys know. This is, this is an example of, of yeah. the American society. The guys know. Mm -hmm. The guys know. Mm -hmm. But the women are like either, <laughs> no, he didn't really mean that. I mean, he's president of the United States so, or vice president, so he didn't really mean that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's just... He wants to get away with it. Well, or he's he's vice president of the United States. Therefore, I feel very awkward ha having to push back. I mean, chime in with me, Elizabeth, as a as a woman and that that person of such power. I'm meeting kind of an uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm meeting too. Glenn for the first time today, and he would never invade my space like that. <laughs> that is clearly inappropriate. You yeah. know, there's there's no, a distance if, that you keep if, professionally. Let's say, let's say I was the vice president and you were meeting me. And, uh, yeah, but and you're I, Glenn Beck and I'm meeting you. <laughs> yeah. But it, that happened. You would say, uh, that was a little... I think I would minimally jerk away. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't, yeah. I it's don't hard know. with a person of power. I don't know that I would verbally... I think that with my nonverbal cues, I would try to right. kind of inch away, <laughs> you know, and yeah. try to... Like make, all the video of the... Yeah. Yes, exactly. They're doing, it. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing yeah. it. But I don't know that I would feel comfortable enough... And you guys know how outspoken I am. I don't I know think, that I'd be comfortable enough think, to say, stop. It's hard. Yeah. I, I think the deal is that you get into that situation and you think, okay, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And it's, you're looking for any signs of normalcy. Mm -hmm. So you're not willing to go to, this is creepy, weird, sexual stuff. And so you just go to the normalcy bias and think, okay, well, I just misread that. Well, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I think about this one is usually these Me Too sort of allegations that we've dealt with have, you know, had a side A and side B to them. You know, um, here really, I mean, even if he didn't do this to this one particular woman in Nevada who was running for lieutenant governor, like we all have seen him on tape do it a hundred times. Like this is something he just does. It's part of who he is. And I think it's maybe it could very well be the Michael Jackson. I don't want to dismiss the Michael Jackson analogy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to find a Ferris wheel in his <laughs> backyard. <laughs> but, but it's weird. I mean, mm -hmm. he talks about Jill, my lovely wife Jill. At some point, doesn't Jill go, "Dude, yeah. knock it off." I'm surprised that that didn't happen. If it didn't happen, I mean, at some Just point, from the photos and the videos. But I think a part of it too is is this sort of. Um, thing we do with people in power and we elevate them to these strange levels mm -hmm. where they can just walk around and do things and no one ever corrects them on it. You were talking about both John Mulaney. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, are you uh, talking about Thomas Massey and, and I was thinking of oh. uh, Mick Jagger. Yeah. You told a couple John, stories. John and, Mulaney is this comedian and he used, oh, okay. he writes for Saturday or he used to write for Saturday Night Live and he's one of my new favorite comedians. I love him. And he was talking about uh, and by the way, hi John, I know you probably hate my guts but I don't care. <laughs> um, and he was talking about writing for um, Saturday Night Live, and he said at one point Mick Jagger came in, and he said, "You don't know what it's like to try to write comedy with Mick Jagger, because he just sat there in the couch and he was like, not funny." It's <laughs> like who says that? Who just just blurts out not funny? And he said, and then at times he would just go. Diet Coke, and a Coke would appear. And he said, this is a guy who has lived this life since the 1960s that doesn't know that things just don't appear, that, you don't, that the average person just doesn't go, not funny, steak, and it appears. And I think that's what, that could be what's happening here. 
Joe has been in the in the behind that bubble since what 1971, 73. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what real life is like. Nobody's telling him anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a clip of uh, Joe in a speech where he makes a couple of really interesting points about this topic and how it actually winds up applying to him. Let me watch. Folks, I realize I get a little too passionate about this sometimes, but we all have an obligation to do nothing less than change the culture in this country. That's just the laws. We change the laws. Change the culture. The culture. You all know what the phrase rule of thumb means? Where it's derived from? In English common law, not codification, common law. Back in the late 1300s, so many women were dying at the hands of their husbands <sighs> because they were a chattel, just like the cattle or the sheep. We log on to that the court of common law decided they had to do something about the extent of the death. So you know what they said? No man has a right to chastise his woman with a rod thicker than the circumference of his thumb. Mm, this is English jurisprudential culture. A white man's culture. Mm. It's got to change. It's got to change. It's dramatic. That's when we were talking about, remember the- when we said about Barack Obama, um, I was, at, I was at Fox, I said, change to what? Hope for what? Hope in what? And change to what? Mm-hmm. That, we're now seeing it. It is to change the culture. It's mm-hmm. to change us entirely from a traditional Judeo-Christian culture mm-hmm. that is European-centric, that quite honestly built the world as we know it today. Erase all of that. It so much more closely applies to what Joe Biden is doing here, too. I mean, you don't need a change in culture to get rid of Harvey Weinstein. Like, the guy's just a criminal, right? Like, I mean, that is just a, the, you, you do need change in law. You have the laws already set. Just arrest the freaking guy. You, for, the, for Joe Biden, the stuff that he does, it's specifically a change of culture. Like, he is just a guy, he thinks he's charming, and he thinks he can go and just invade anybody else's spaces, and they're all going to giggle and think that it's adorable, because he's charming Joe Biden, and everyone always reacts in such a positive way to him, because he's the man, and he goes and does whatever he wants. Like, that's a sort of culture he actually, that's a legit culture change. He's talking about himself in that clip, and also talking incorrectly about the rule of thumb. And this is why, and this is why Louis, uh, King Louis was beheaded. This is why the czars were shot. They were completely separated from reality. Change the culture. That's why I know your name today. Right. Because they changed the culture. And what happened to you? Absolutely. I'm fighting the social Marxist takeover of our country, the desire to transform America. And so we, as parents, as mama bears, are pushing back against the radical left. We're pushing back against the child abuse of abortion, for instance. And it's just been amazing to see how simple, ordinary moms and dads can make a huge difference if we'll speak out in our sphere of influence. I don't know if the audience um, really knows. You had, uh, you have 10 children. Right. So Which, kid, uh, yeah, first of all, kudos to you for having yeah. that, yeah. that in itself. No, she walked in here on her own power, too. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, I, know. Oh. I can't even <laughs> so. imagine. I have one, and I'm like, how do people yeah. have more than one of these? <laughs> you know God created us to do this, right? I know, I know. My, my wife and I were both having a conversation, and, and, uh, she, and she was like, no, the word is multiply, not replace, multiply. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, you saw the... Um, the the bills that were being passed around that allowed transgender 
to use whatever bathroom they chose. And you and that's you were you were a mom. Right. We fought a number of topics. For instance, when Teen Vogue started teaching kids how to sodomize one another in their fashion magazine. Um, I burned a Teen Vogue magazine that was viewed about 15 million times, and we start, started Operation Pull Teen Vogue. Um, I was ruthlessly mocked, called a, a, a Nazi book burner, and five months later, Teen Vogue went out of print, a publication that's been in print since I was a little girl. Uh-huh. One person can make a huge difference. You just have to be willing to push back against the left and not be bullied by them. So you had a problem because you were taught how to sodomize each other by Teen Vogue when you were a kid. No, no we were actually being taught how to you know, don our fingernail polish and oh. what types of uh, Well, so a fashion magazine actually had something to do with fashion. Oh. Okay. We need is a change in culture. These Marxists. Was, was what right. and it's said. crazy. It's mm. crazy. They are turning the culture. Mm. All right. Well, uh, thank you for fighting back against creepy Uncle Joe. <laughs> back in a minute. Please tell me who that Cosmo Hurts kids ad today. This, this is the day. We get into the day of mourning, and Elizabeth, I know you have a lot to say on that. I do want to bring into the conversation as well, because I think this goes along with it, all of the things that happened with the unplanned movie uh, over the weekend. So, Glenn, I know that you were at um, a showing of it in Utah. Ended up being seven Seven showings. Um, there was. Uh, can you, you know, we can you with recite one. the movie by this? <laughs> I didn't see them all. I just okay. went and opened them all. They, you know, there was it was at two different megaplexes. And ran out of theaters in one, went to the other one, and uh, so they they showed seven showings of it. Um, and the governor was there. The turnout was really quite amazing. Um, in fact, Utah, which never, I mean, you can see the mail I got today from people who watched it and said, I've never been to a rated R movie. Um, and it was, it was packed. In fact, per screen, it did double the amount of money in Utah than the rest of the country. That's, that's amazing. That's remarkable. Mm. That's like, oh, really? You think we're afraid? You think you're going to make it rated R and you're going to stop us and that's going to make a difference? They were, they were targeting all Christians, but the movie company was now saying, now there's no support from Mormons at all. And they heard that call mm. and rose to the occasion. The Glenn um, Beck effect. It was, it, it, was a, it was an amazing weekend, and I think that it was, um, uh, it was good. There were... I hope um, that more people came and and do come with their children as this goes on, because it's really important that we're not, we can't, you know, for this table to go to that movie, right? Doesn't do anything. Right. We need this table to go get our children, Mm -hmm. and we also need to go get our friends who are on the fence or not really where we are all the time and just say, hey, come watch this movie because it, 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 it will change lives. Did you guys see what happened to the movie's account on Twitter over the weekend? They got suspended. Uh, at one point, they were not sure why it just automatically, just randomly, oh, look, we're suspended. And that then, happens all the time. It's like a reverse lottery. <laughs> yeah. The most important On time. launch weekend. Yeah, right. the most important time, all of a sudden, it could just go, you know. Yeah, oh, well, please. and then people were taking videos, screenshot videos of trying to go and follow the page. And they would go and follow unplanned movie page and then back out and then go back to it. And it was not followed anymore. Mm. Which is something that, I, it, it's happened to my Twitter as well. So I know that they do it. 
can't tell me that that's a coincidence. Oh, why, why is the left so horrified that we show the public the truth about abortion if abortion is so wonderful? Yeah, why, why is it not rated just show R? it? Yeah, wait, that's it. Why would it be rated R? Yeah, this is. Cells, right? It's just, a, isn't it like a dental appointment? Yeah, I thought exactly. that's what they said. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Elizabeth, tell us about the, the day of mourning that, that you have coming up. And I know we do have a, a short clip of it as well, whenever you want to. Okay, sure. Why don't you show it now? Okay, yeah. Let's go ahead and play it. Over 61 million other little boys and girls just like me were not to be given an opportunity to live. The Lord is beginning to mobilize. We are shifting from apathy to action in Jesus' name. That is what God is doing. Let us become the ember that turns into flames, that turns into a forest fire that sweeps this nation, God. This is our time to rise, to be the salt and the light, to be the city set up on a hill that will not be hidden. You can't be hidden, sir. My dream is that abortion will no longer exist. Is, was that in New York? Yes, sir. That was in Albany. That is Albany, New York. We were wow. literally underneath the state house where Governor Cuomo and the radical feminists all applauded and cheered as they signed the execution of babies, you know, into law. We were underneath that wow. facility there at the state house. It was a powerful gathering of almost yeah. 4,000 individuals and uh, 40,000 watching via live stream, yeah. all of us mourning and repenting uh, over the sin of abortion. And we are headed to Richmond, Virginia, because speaking of creepy, we believe that Governor Northam's comments about babies were very creepy. Mm. His comments that a parent should be allowed after the baby is delivered to decide whether or not they are going to uh, save the life of that child or execute that baby is very creepy. This is child abuse. You want to talk about child abuse? That's Abortion is it's child abuse. This yes. is neglect. I mean, they were actually talking about neglect. If a woman had a baby, a girl couldn't have an abortion, so she had a baby, and she left it in a trash can in a hospital and left it, she'd be nailed for abandonment mm-hmm. and neglect. What, what doesn't apply if you're in the right room of a hospital? That's a great point. We're sick as a culture. We're monsters. We are. We're savages because we've allowed this to go on. And so what mm-hmm. we have said is this is enough. For 46 years, we have allowed this bloodshed. And we are going to do what God wants us to do. We're going to repent for this. We're going to ask for his forgiveness. And we're going to do everything in our power to end this bloodshed. And so if your viewers can go to dayofmourning.org, they will see how they can get connected. You do need a ticket to get into the Saturday event. Can you um, tell the audience and and the guys here, you and I talked uh, off air about the little girl that was in that that promo clip. Can you tell them who she is? Because I just find this Mm. to be so remarkable. I got chills Mm. uh, when when you told me. So Blythe that you heard there, she will be speaking as well again at the Richmond, Virginia event. And Blythe's mother was considering aborting her. And uh, my friend Jessica and her husband chose to adopt Blythe. And now God is using Blythe to, you know, rescue other children and her mother uh, does what you saw them doing outside plan parent. uh, I'm sorry, the unplanned movie. Um, the people who go outside to the sidewalks and pray, uh, just the, the people that reached Abby Johnson in the movie Unplanned, 
her mother does that and has a ministry called Option Adoption, and they connect these mothers who are considering abortion with a forever family who will adopt these babies instead of allowing these babies to be killed. So Blythe will be sharing again. It will be a powerful time this Saturday in Richmond, Virginia. That is so amazing. Um, we've had conversations on on this show that, you know, woman to woman, quite frankly. Um, I used to, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't that I was not pro-life, but I was like, okay, guys, we got to just stop talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you saw, you watched the Republican debates and you were like, all right, I'm with you, but could you please stop talking about it because you're going to turn people off? Because the mainstream average person was just like, oh, I just don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are and a lot of- nobody thought it could be changed. Right. And I think that there were um, a lot of people out there who were similar to me. And then it's like, I'm with you, but can we just talk about the other policies first? Like, I'm with you in silence, but I'm uncomfortable talking about it. And it is right. It is what it is. Now I think we're seeing a shift. That's good. In that, yeah. And I mean, it. The left, I'm the left has them. overplayed its hand, yes. I believe, yes. which is working to our benefit. You know, and there was a time in culture when we thought the same about slavery. Can we just stop talking about mm-hmm. it? And, and during that time, it was unthinkable that slavery would have been outlawed. And I believe there will be a time when abortion will be as unthinkable as slavery is today. We have got to catch a vision for this. We are casting a vision for this, the ending of not just some abortion, but all abortion. Just like we are disgusted by the thought of slavery, we should be disgusted by the child abuse of abortion, the bigotry and the discrimination of these babies mm-hmm. through abortion. Yeah, and I think that um, you're right. I think that they, that they did overplay, overplay their hand entirely because Whereas, you know, someone like me, uh, you know, someone who used to say, I'm not going to talk about it. I agree with you, but I'm not going to talk about it. Now, I'm just as vocal as you Mm -hmm. are about it. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have become so radicalized. You've got Governor Northam out there, you know, saying, let's kill babies. Mm. And those of us who were just kind of quiet are now starting to speak up. So thank you again for... All of the work what's amazing is you know in th- let's say they let's say we outlaw abortion the system the way it is in 30 or 40 years the narrative in schools will be that the left stopped abortion <laughs> no, and it was the right reverse mm-hmm. wanted the children dead we'll get there america because that will eventually happen. Yeah. But you know what? It's a good outcome. I'm happy to be blamed. Yes. Uh, if we can actually keep take a it. bunch of kids alive. <laughs> yeah. you know? Amen. Amen. Really a good outcome. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, tell everyone one more time where they can go if they would like to be a part of the Day of Mourning. Dayofmourning.org. We have a donate link there, but most importantly, we have a registration link. You need a free ticket to get into the event on Saturday. It's this Saturday? Yes. Okay, all right. This Saturday, make sure you go to dayofmourning.org. Also, in case you didn't catch it, uh, Glenn, you had an amazing podcast with Abby Johnson. Yeah, we had a great um, conversation uh, with her, and you can binge on all these podcasts now. But um, Abby was uh, amazing because she told the true story. And if you haven't seen the movie or or have and want to want to hear it in her own words, she tells a compelling compelling story um, and gets more into the business of Planned Parenthood, which is so grotesque. It's 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 one of the worst things I've ever heard. And 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 I really think between her story of love. 
um, as opposed to hate and anger, yes. uh, coupled with just the exposure of the way they do business, it's a toxic, toxic uh, chemical for those in Planned Parenthood. All right, catch that wherever you get your podcast, and we'll see you in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, all right, we brought in Glenn's stunt double, Jason. <laughs> so if you're wondering why Glenn looks different, it's because he is. Uh, Stu, interesting uh, new development in France. <laughs> yes, uh, so uh, south of France, if, uh, it's a very nice area, a uh, very expensive home. In fact, the most expensive home in the world is in the south of France. Um, but, uh, Didn't you just go to France? Yeah, that's, I actually saw the house. It's, it's like... It's nice, but it's not. Should not be the most expensive house in the world. It's the crazy story that belongs with that too, where the guy who owned it got murdered uh, because he was, he was, his uh, his servants were vying for control of who was going to be the top servant. What? And one burned. He burned the house down to try to show that he was a hero and save him. Of course, it didn't work. He didn't mm-hmm. save him. Killed the guy, and then I mean, there is a. It is how this is not a movie. This is not my story, by the way. But anyway, uh, so the guy had the house. I think it was valued at five hundred million dollars or something like that. It's something ridiculous. Um, And he, this whole thing happened where the one servant to outdo the other one tried to burn the house down and save uh, the guy who owned the house. Didn't work. Uh, Both, I think, the servant and the guy died. So then only the wife was left. She didn't want the house anymore. She wanted to sell it. So she decided to sell it, put it on the market for whatever, $500 million, and sold it to a Russian oligarch, the, the same guy who bought one of buying the Nets, I believe it was, uh, Pokorov. Was, was it Pokorov? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But anyway, off on yeah, it was an off at the end of it. Uh, so got, it had a 10% down payment of $50 million, started going through the process, and for whatever reason fell through. She got to keep the $50 million deposit. That's a solid real estate <laughs> transaction right there. Uh, oh my god! I mean, it's you know still not a happy story, but uh, that part of it is crazy. So anyway, as far as I know, they still own it, but um, it it has a lot of land, and it's land in in this town where you know everything is ridiculously expensive. But anyway, so that's not even the story. This story is about a much cheaper, much less expensive house. <laughs> this one's only worth $64 million. Oh, um, and uh, so please. there's a piece of land, uh, had a house on it. They knocked the house down, built a $64 million uh, mansion. The thing's done now. It's beautiful. If You can, you can kind of see uh, some of these pictures here. I mean, it's, it's okay. expansive, uh, okay. as you see here. Um, uh, the issue uh, is, uh, however, um, the... The town came to them and said, uh, yeah, you didn't really get the permits for this, so you got to knock it down. Uh, here's the house, $64 million home. They are, court has ordered them to knock it down oh. because it was not allowed to be built on this, on this property. Now, the crazy thing about this is like it's typical go- government overreach, right? Like, all right, I get the fact that you might think this is an issue. And, and there's some bad precedent and incentive if you just let the person get away with it, right? Like if they build a $64 million house without your permission or whatever. Um, but, I mean, knocking it down is a little insane. Yeah, like why uh, can't we they use ju- it as an orphanage? Or- <laughs> right. Yeah. Something, right? Why can't they just say, oh, okay, whoops, we forgot to get the permits. How much do we owe you yeah. for that? Like, what's the fine? Let, right? Yeah, let's, exactly. let's make this right. And that would make some sense. You right? would think some clerk 
like would be like, how much property tax are we pulling in from this bad boy? Exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe we should let this one slide. <laughs> exactly. So just to show you the, the depth of government incompetence all over the world. Uh, first of all, they're going, they want to tear down a $64 million house. He's got 18 months to tear this thing down. And that's like what it is. That's what he's supposed to do. And he has to pay for tearing it yeah, down. Of course he has to pay for tearing it down too. And he still owned the property. So, I mean, it's a, what, now he's just got a property <laughs> with a bunch of rubble on it or whatever. Mm. Uh, but the crazy part about it is if he doesn't do it in 18 months, he gets. Uh, he has a massive uh, problem because they are going to fine him five hundred and sixty-five dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. this, I'm like, wait, just pay the five hundred dollars a day. <laughs> I mean, it comes to like two hundred thousand dollars a year, which is not nothing. Mere but still, yes, yeah. exactly. Just oh pay the money. Word. So I don't know if there's. We don't know yet what the person's going to do. I would assume they're probably still trying to negotiate and get something worked out. But I mean, for five, for a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you just pay the fees. You just show. <laughs> you send someone out with a check every day. How, you guys want to collect this annually? How do you want it? Here's your check for two hundred thousand, and you let it slide. But oh that is gosh. a crazy. I mean, the idea that a government is going to come to a guy who just built a brand new sixty-four million dollar house and tell him to knock it down. Is it brand shows. new? Oh yeah, I mean it is beautiful. It was because there was another. It's okay to live there. I guess they just say he built it too big or too much in the wrong area of the property. But again, like that is a. First of all, you got to tell him before he builds it. <laughs> you got to let him know before he builds it. And second of all, come to some sort of you know agreement. I mean, it's his property. And I don't know if that makes sense in France. Well, in, that's in the United States say. would be Is like, screw you. There'd be like there'd be like bikers lined up at the outside of the property <laughs> giving middle fingers to the people <laughs> as they tried to come knock it down if it was America. But in France, they're like, okay, I guess we'll just pay for it. We, Amazing. We bought. We we were looking into buying property in in the Mojave Desert when I lived in California. Yeah. And California is very similar to that. Like you have to have like a fleet of people to come out and inspect the prop, you know, the land, and then make sure you're not breaking any some crazy vi- environmental law. And they tell you how to lay down the, uh, you know, the um, uh, the foundation, and they tell you all these different things, and then you have to put in screws here because of some beetle that might, I don't, you know, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. so ridiculous. Right. But you're so scared to actually try and do one of these ventures on your own just because of all the government restrictions. Absolutely insane. That's, that's California stand for you. Yeah. Uh, so the NAACP awards were just, what was it, last week. And it was rumored that Jesse Smollett may be winning an award. I know um, Chris Rock was told not to joke about Jesse Smollett at the awards. Let's uh, play a quick clip and see if he took that advice. What the hell was he thinking? <laughs> From now on, I ain't never gonna know just you, Jesse. From now on, you don't even get the you no more. <laughs> that you was respect. You ain't getting no respect from me. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> I, like they really are not siding with him. I mean, they might, there, there must be enough evidence, you know. I mean, I've obviously seen the public evidence, but it seems like they must have enough behind the scenes to 100% know he did it because he's not getting the typical, like, Hollywood outreach and embrace. Oh, when, well, when, but his, his uh, cast members, though, are saying they're excited to have him back, the right? The writers. That yeah. was the most arrogant thing I've seen in my life. Uh, remember the, the, their tweet? What did the writer say? I, I don't remember the direct quote, but yeah, 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 that's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. It was Although, very in your face. Yeah, they're saying, though, that he very well might not be back. Like, I, I think, like... The if he comes back, do you think the show will do better or worse? 
I don't know. I, I guess it had really low ratings after this uh, this all came down, mm-hmm. which is somewhat surprising to me. I think people would just want to tune into this. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, see what's going on. Because honestly, and we've said this before, I had literally no idea that Jussie Smollett was a person. Me neither. As uh, as of this scandal breaking, mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I don't watch Empire. I didn't even know who he was. So I, you know, I hope to go back to that part of my life at some point really <laughs> soon because I am sick of talking about him, man. It's like. Jussie Smollett. Who is this guy? Why do we have to think about him? I, I hope, I do hope the FBI looks into it, though, because it, it is a pretty big miscarriage of justice. I think they are. I think the investigation mm-hmm. now it's like this mail fraud. Yeah. There's, so, there's so many different like <laughs> charges and things they can get him yeah. on, on for this. There's and like they need to 16 felonies just, just based on the fact that he's so arrogant and went out there and gave that press conference, basically acting like he was exonerated of everything. He, he yeah, he was the harbinger of his doom every step of the way <laughs> from going on. What was it? What was the first show we went yeah. on? Good Morning America. Good Morning America. I so. Acting so self-righteous. And then I, I, I agree. And Glenn has said this before. I, I, I think that if he would not have done that, mm. he literally would have been giving the, you know, the slap on the hand and told to quietly go away. Uh, but he just did not make that possible. And he's still not making that possible. Mm. That statement was the, literally one of the most arrogant things I've ever seen what, immediately after. What is, though... What is the formula, do you think, for people who, because there are some people who are able to get away with stuff like this, right, on the left. Live and in then Hollywood. Some people, that's, that's the formula. I mean, I guess, but it's like, if Jesse Smollett, if you've lost Chris Rock at the NAACP Awards, <laughs> like you, and the crowd. I mean, you the crowd lost was every, right. You, you lost, lost Rahm Emanuel, for crying yeah, out loud. Man. Yeah. Watch, Good gosh. Right. You watch CNN's coverage. It is, it is yeah. not pro-Jesse Smollett. I mean, like they, you could tell that they know that this actually did happen and he got away with it. Doesn't the left normally duck and hide a little more, though, during these things? I mean, when you're guilty, um, normally the more you say, the worse it gets. Yeah. yeah. He, really, he really fell into that. So yeah. that's what you think the formula is, probably, Maybe. is that he just didn't know when to shut up. Yeah, when you don't have truth on your side, normally being quiet is, is better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and look, obviously he's an insane person for doing this in the first place, right? I mean, like, the, the, the type of person that goes and fakes a hate crime is you, also the type of person... Are you saying you never bought bleach and a noose <laughs> and <laughs> made up this whole fabricated We've story? We've all had wild Thursday bleach. nights. I mean, Thank you. I'm not saying that. I'm just... Yeah. I am, but it is another that's bleach and a noose. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you go to Subway? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the person who does that, though, right, fakes mm-hmm. the crime for attention, certainly doesn't come out and lay low. Right, like that person wants to make it into the biggest deal in the world, and that's who this guy seems to be. You know, I mean, I wish, I hope at some point we just get all of the evidence and we know how clear this case is. To me, it certainly seems really obvious, but I would love to know why they didn't think it was a big enough deal to go after. I mean, they keep saying, well, it's, you know, it's a class four felony, and, you know, we have a lot of real crimes here in Chicago, and we have you know, spent our resources on that, but they'd already spent the resources. They went through and charged them with 16 felonies. I mean, they, they went down this road quite a way to just stop. Uh, and I, I, there definitely seems like there's something strange going yeah, on there. Yeah. Um, did, was today, did Glenn do his TV show on Beto today? Yeah, today. That was today. Mm-hmm. Big okay. Beto show. Uh, so, Beto was written about on, what was it, AP? They were just fawning all over him, couldn't get enough of him. But there was a very interesting sentence that they said. Um, it was actually that Beto was speaking, if we could, I, oh, I guess we don't have it, but he was speaking at length in his native Spanish language. <laughs> oh. So now we're this. calling uh, Spanish his native language. <laughs> Not sure if all of you out there are aware, his name is actually Robert Francis O'Rourke, and he's Irish. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to oh, see wow. AP latch on to this narrative. Like, I thought we were clear on that by this point. I thought we were clear that 
he's definitely not Hispanic. I've never, Glenn was just going through all this in his show. I've never seen someone that changes their character so much depending on however it benefits them at the time. So Glenn was just talking about this. He was a hacker, mm -hmm. punk rocker guy that hated ultra trendies. You know what I mean? That was what he was writing about. Then literally a few months later, he was in the most prestigious boarding school for boys in the entire country. One of the Bushes went there. And then he goes on from there to being co-captain of the crew team at Columbia. <laughs> so literally, like one of the... Rebel. Yeah, he's like, he's like the Winklevoss twins from the social network. <laughs> That's who he became. Then he comes back to El Paso and he's Beto again. So like, come on. Like, I've never seen someone that shifts their colors so much more than, than Beto does. He could be a good Marvel character, couldn't he? <laughs> superpower, totally. That's a superpower. I mean, but it's just the reporting just it's kills me. odd with him right now, too, because he's getting uh, the sides. typical fawning coverage. Like, I saw some big write-up about how good his poetry was. Like, legitimately saying he was a good writer with his I want to run over a bunch of kindergarten Are children. No, I swear. It was, and that, was that the example that they used? They, was it was so well written? They how said it was his sometimes dark uh, poetry as a teenager, which, by the way, was pretty good. Mm. And it showed X, Y, and Z. And this is what it shows about his character. And it was like positive reviews of his writing. Um, so he's getting, and that we all expected as conservatives, you all expect it. But he's also getting the other yeah. side, though, because he is—he's a little bit too much of a pretty boy for the rest of the, of the rest of the group running, and he's getting too much positive attention. So they are leaking these negative uh, stories against him. I mean, the fact that Ted Cruz went through that entire race without the uh, hey—he was writing poems Poetry about, about over killing kids. It's like, I mean, I, I, that's a malpractice by Ted. I mean, I, I mean, Big I, time. you know, I don't know how Democrats are finding that and Republicans weren't because. That's a great point. Yeah. I think maybe Ted was uh, a little bit too relaxed. I know we talked about this at the time, but it was like, where is he out campaigning? He just kind of felt like he had it in the bag. Yeah, you, you know what's ridiculous is people are saying now that oh, Texas is just about to turn blue because of the because of how close the the race was. First off, it wasn't close. Um, it wasn't as close as what they're saying it was. Three points, yeah. I mean, so, it was closer than expected. It was closer than it they, should have been. Yeah, sure, but they spent, what, $80 million yeah. mm -hmm. on this campaign. Mm -hmm. They broke records. They still couldn't get it done. Yeah. And, and another, another, another thing, it was Ted Cruz. It was, you were, you, it was set up for you to take it. He was hated on both sides, hardcore. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that really love President Trump did not like this guy. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people just did not like him because he seemed arrogant or yeah. just not relatable he's, or whatever. He's not a likable. No, he, 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 was, he, he was beatable. Yeah. He really was. Mm -hmm. They couldn't get it done with $80 million. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if you know this, but Cory Booker just tweeted today that these are the facts that Texas is already a blue state. That's what Cory Booker said. Did really? Yeah. Wow. Did he say it with really big, crazy Cory Booker eyes? Well, yes. I mean, it was on Twitter, so I don't know, but I imagine that he was sitting there typing with the big eyes. It's not true unless the big eyes come out. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, to that point, like, as you said, he ran in this state with $80 million and still lost. I don't see how you can come to the conclusion that Texas mm. is a blue state. And he barely that. outperformed other, other Democrats in statewide races. I mean, it was one or two points. We went over this on this mm -hmm. show a few weeks ago. I mean, you know, with the exception of, of governor, which Abbott just, you know, won very easily. All the other races were, you know, instead of three points, it was four or five without the $80 million. I mean, you know, look, we were in a, it was not a good 
election for Republicans. It was a good climate for Democrats. So they, they kept it closer than they normally do in Texas. But that does not make it a blue state yeah. by any means. Elizabeth, last word. What's your take on a good old Robert Francis, Bob Franco Rourke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess speaking of creepy people who are writing poems about infanticide, um, I am focusing my efforts right now trying to end infanticide through abortion. And so I want all of your viewers to go to dayofmourning.org and get connected to what we're doing in Richmond, Virginia Okay, this weekend. All right. Uh, what was it? Friday's poll. I almost said yesterday, but that was a Sunday. President Trump just announced he's committed to funding the Special Olympics after Betsy DeVos announced cutting funding earlier this week. What, did only two people vote or something? What happened? This is amazing. Do this never happens. Do you think the government should be funding the Special Olympics? That is insane. 50% wow. of you said yes. 50% of you said no. I know. Wow. I was very interested in this because I was here on Friday. Yeah. And, you, know, you didn't bother to show up or whatever. Well, thank you uh, for filling in. Yeah, 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 <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was interested on that one because, you that know. was the poll that day? That, that was the poll show? on Friday. Friday because okay. the, I thought what was interesting about that is like Trump came out and said, <clears throat> you know, hey, I'm 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 funding it. Mm-hmm. However, like the, the the whole administration had defended this point that they were not going to fund it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times too, it's a Twitter poll. So people just click and like, you know, you see you're kind of just siding with your own side. So right. it was interesting to see where that would come out and it it would very much split. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's history. never happened. That's an, a historical event mm-hmm. just happened on the news and why it matters. <laughs> and, and I think we said during that time it was a hard issue because everyone wants you know yes. good things for Special course, Olympics and everything. Course, yeah. But at the same time, if you're really on the principle of the matter, right. the government should not. Betsy because DeVos funding, was absolutely if right. If we're funding on that, <clears throat> we gotta fund all of these other things. If you're right. spending sports, I mean, sports yeah. is. I love sports, but it's got to be a millionth on the list of things we should fund as a government. Right. I mean, if you're down to sports, you're funding everything. And uh, that's probably the principle we should stand on. Today's poll, Democrats call Trump's threat to close the border a stunt. What do you think? Jason, what do you think? Close down the border a stunt? Absolutely not. It is a national emergency. I don't think he should declare a national emergency, but it is a national emergency. We've got to do something. Could we we use the term crisis? Yeah. It is is a crisis. crisis. You know, who used it multiple times this morning was ABC News. I mean, this is not even just a conservative issue anymore. They are starting to see that this is really becoming an issue. And I I laid out these, I can't remember if it was one of the shows you were on last week or if it was yours, but we we talked about the numbers of people that have been caught and done, you know, released and during the catch and release program over a two-week time frame. 24,000 people over what was like two or three months, uh, over 100,000 people. And there's supposedly an even larger caravan on its way. No, you got to close the thing down and figure out what's going on. Yeah, you agree? Uh, yeah, I mean, I represent hundreds of thousands of mama bears, and we are concerned about the crime coming into our country, and we want to, to see the border protected, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.